0: The following episode of The English Florist was recorded before the UK entered much stricter regulation on social distancing, movement and temporary business closures. Please remember to follow government guidelines in whichever country you live to aid officials and essential health workers in their fight to slow down the spread of coronavirus COVID-19. I'm not quite sure how to start this, Lyns, because I'm not supposed to be on it, am I? My no. voice is supposed to be that yeah, bit get that off, says... Yeah, it's all about me. The English florist.
1: You are. Welcome to my show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I watched a, quite a lot of telly over the weekend, and the conversation we had, m- myself and Sam, my wife, was... Um, well, they're not social distancing. We watched Anton mm. Deck.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: The match of the day thing with Gary Lineker mm-hmm. and Alan Shearer and Ian Wright. They certainly were not no. social distancing. So, so I, I was wondering whether this was a good thing that we were allowed to be in the same room doing this, because clearly we are.
1: Well, we are because actually you are two metres away from me.
0: Well, things are changing day by day, and the the UK is expected to follow many countries with a far more stringent lockdown. How, how are you feeling, Lynne, and what have, you, what have you been up to?
1: All right, well, I'm healthy. Right. Yesterday I went for a walk with yeah. a friend who actually, his husband, is very unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And we actually did stay. He's unwell to,
0: with possible. Well,
1: well with he, he's in having treatment, uh, chemotherapy, and what have you. Say. So. Oh, uh,
0: okay, that kind of. And uh, right. so
1: I went to their house, and do you know what? The first thing I did was I met her husband, mm. and I went to offer my hand to him, and he like <laughs> held his hands back, and and in Claire horror. went, whoa, <laughs> yeah. and I felt like such a numpty, yeah. and I'm, oh my god, yeah, right, right. So then. Obviously, I didn't touch him and we were about, well, I was kind of lurching in over my two metre mark and then we went for a walk and I didn't see him again. Um, But we stayed well apart. But what I was really alarmed about was the number of people out walking yesterday. We went off piste. So we went um, on farmland that was neighbouring my friend's house. And so we didn't actually, well, we crossed one person that had got lost and, and she had to give them directions. But apart from that, we could see over in Kingsclear people on the gallops. And it was quite alarming how many people were out yesterday.
0: I mean, they only had to look at the pictures of uh, Snowden with all those oh, cars queued up. Initially, I thought well, maybe this is one of those publicity stunts where they bring in a photograph that was taken in the summer last year. Yeah. But I don't think it was, was no, it? No,
1: it absolutely wasn't. And it was horrifying. I was appalled. Mm. But I don't think people are really understanding the importance of social distancing. I really, I, I just... I cannot, I mean, even my boys explain to them, and they're living in London. um and Angus, my youngest son, uh, he he doesn't understand. and i I cannot emphasize enough the importance mm. of staying away from people and only going out to get your groceries. But, you know, this we are at the thin end of the wedge. and it is just. It's frightening. I'm it not is sure how
0: much you're allowed to talk about it, but your no. husband, of course, is working yeah, with, he's with one developing of the large the vaccine. pharma companies, yeah, isn't he? he? is.
1: I can't yeah. talk very much about no. it, but he is literally on it. What does he say? It. He doesn't say very much, actually, um, because they are in just in the process of kind of getting studies up and running Um and he is looking at um, social media like the rest of us, looking at how it's spreading and and knows the importance of the social distancing and is um, looking at graphs that the way the, the, the spread of the disease is is on a, a steeper incline than in Italy. And so I feel a social responsibility to kind of put that out there with my own kids, with my own family. Mm. Oh, my gosh, you had some serious conversations with my own family. My brother was supposed to have a big... 50th dinner party last weekend and was seriously thinking about having it and uh it was actually my husband that just kind of spoke up and said no it's not responsible you can't mm. do it you cannot give people the option to opt in and out you shouldn't have it um so
0: yeah well, a contact of mine said uh, look i suffer from depression there's no way I'm not going to have my weekend um, get-togethers with my friends and have the dinner yeah. parties. And I, I, I was thinking, I, there's no way you should be.
1: Exactly. But how
0: do you say that to somebody well, who says, say
1: that? "says I mm-hmm. suffer
0: from depression and and I'm not going to be able to see myself through this." I, I saw the other day. I've I've got it here. It's written down here. Um, it's, this is too simplistic. Go on. Far too simplistic. But I typed it out. Yeah. Typed it out. Look at me. How old am I? <laughs> I copy pasted. <laughs> our parents or grandparents were called upon to serve in a world war. We're called upon to wash our hands and sit on the couch. Don't fuck it up.
1: Amen to that. I mean, how simple can it be?
0: I'll bleep the bad word out.
1: Exactly. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't bleep the bad word out. Leave it in there. I think, you know, how hard can it be to sit on a sofa and order stuff in? Um, but the, you know, so
0: the simplicity, I, I, I mean by that, that. That some people financially will be so wrapped at the, in their in their woes at the moment, and
1: I understand because, i because they understand cannot that see yet. a way out. And no, that, that
0: that's terrible,
1: and it's really hard to say anything or do anything that's going to make them feel better because we can't we can't and the only thing like i have been saying to people in that situation is w- they are not alone we are all in this together yeah. they you know one person not being able to afford to pay their mortgage christ there must be thousands of people unable to pay their mortgage look you know they, they don't from today
0: by the way from today because what's that we're never most of the country are one paycheck away from exactly. being on the street
1: yeah what can you do or say to make people feel better? I genuinely, I just don't know. And I feel really kind of a bit lame when I wake up this morning and I feel flat, really flat about the kind of emptiness of my days ahead of me the next couple of weeks, months, however long it's going to be. Uh, I feel like the carpet has been pulled from under underneath my feet what to do when my husband is full on doing a really solid job yeah. and is is just he's just he's just literally he started his routine um as he as he does every day and will continue to do so and i'm just you know what's yeah. his routine so his routine is he gets up at six thirty and he gets on his exercise Bike. Um, he's got one of those turbo trainers, and he cycles for anything between twenty minutes to about two hours. Um, he's super, super fit. Two hours. Well, yeah. When he's when he's training, when he was doing oh. London um, to Paris last year with Harry, yeah. he got super, super fit. And when the weather's a little bit warmer, he will be out on the roads. So, and and it came from me being a florist and him having time on his hands at the weekends and yeah. when the kids left home, he needed something to do. And and so he's a, he's a very keen cyclist. But he's a man of a routine. And I think that is going to save him. Um, in the coming weeks of self-confinement because I am not a woman of a routine I am like a squiggle on a paper you know I'm just all over the show and I, I wake up in the morning think I'm going to do this this and this and you can be damn sure I will not have done any of those things by the close of day I would have done five other things and probably not finished most of them but I'm just all over the show and so for me the the next few weeks are going to be really really tough and I decided to share it this morning on social media you
0: did and what happened
1: I was just amazed at how many people responded almost instantly, um, because I nearly kind of welled up and had a little cry, and I had to kind of switch off the phone and gather myself. And uh, what and kind I,
0: of what kind of things were people saying?
1: I think people feel the same. They feel completely overwhelmed, totally out of their depth, and given that all we have to do is stay indoors, it, it just it just feels massive and and frightening, and uh, I don't know. I just. I just felt really sorry for myself, which I know I feel pathetic, actually.
0: Yeah, I suppose suppose everybody has their own stories about staying indoors, don't they? I mean, a friend of mine, she um, has rheumatoid arthritis, and so therefore she is um, immunosuppressed. Suppressed, yeah. um, Or suppressed, rather, yeah. Um, And uh, she can't see her daughter. Oh, gosh. So her daughter has to now go and stay with her estranged uh, partner.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: um, she faces... Three months of her business just falling apart. The lodger can't be there anymore. No, so the of lodger's course. had to go and but she's, she's in, just on her own. In a flat.
1: Oh that's just terrible. Mm. I mean
0: wow. So everybody see this that's why I said this it's too simplistic to read the sentence yeah. that I read out because of course that that doesn't address the myriad of, of stories I know. Of, of of how being on a couch yeah. affects people.
1: I, I know exactly what you mean. For me, The whole situation, I mean, first of all, last week, on Monday, Angus lost his job um, because his restaurant closed. And so I felt physically sick, you know, because I can't help him. He's got rent to pay, he's renting a room in a house in London and, you know, and we're down here and he's proud. He doesn't want our help. So it started there. And then I started... I thought about my parents. So my dad is my mum's carer. My mum has dementia and she doesn't really go out at all anymore. But my dad, you know, going out and getting the paper, going out and doing the grocery shopping and occasionally sort of working for my brother um, is his outlet. Mm. And I basically called him last week and said, Dad, you you can't go out. You can't go on the train and do this for Alistair and you can't do that. And I really think you should, if your neighbours have offered to get your groceries, you should accept it because if my dad gets coronavirus and he dies, then who's going to look after my mum? And, you know, there must be thousands and thousands of people with a story like that. Wow. And so I became slightly preoccupied with my dad and him staying in. But he needs to go out. We need to go out and get some fresh air. We need to walk, you know, and that's just my tiny little story, my wow. little kind of bit of worry. And I know the story you've just shared is so
0: much worse is, it's, it's, I don't think it's a case of league tables of, of no what's worse I think I think you know I've been listening to um all sorts of things about the virus and I've ad- I've addressed those comments and conversations with people where they've said well wouldn't it be better if we just put all the older people inside and let all the yeah. younger people and that doesn't address it at all no because you've got 20 year olds with MS
1: exactly you've got 25
0: yeah. year olds on uh, cancer treatments these are people with lives ahead of them exactly. and you don't simply say well just put all the old people away that'll be fine for the moment let everybody else who's supposedly slightly stronger get it and then yeah. we'll come out the other side it's it's it's, yeah, it's just a story so ridiculous as makes no i'm sure your nick would have something to say about that
1: he keeps pretty shtum and I think he keeps pretty shtum because he as he rightly says you know we don't know enough about this disease we are learning as we live through this situation and so he's not one that puts out sound bites he's not he he looks at a lot of social media but he doesn't contribute virtually at all actually and so when I have friends that say what does Nick think about this what does he think about that he generally keeps quite quiet and and will actually only state facts. He's a scientist. He only works on facts. And Mm. right now there are very little facts. And actually on that subject of facts, I mean we had a conversation, you and I last night on WhatsApp. I sent you something um that which I thought was factual information about the virus, about shedding and loading of the coronavirus. That's
0: right. They called the viral it's the viral load Load. concept, isn't it?
1: And I thought it'd come from Uh, a legitimate source. I'm
0: not even sure if that's if it, if it is legit, it might be. I don't, I don't know. But
1: there's so much information being circulated. I mean, we all have loads of kind of WhatsApp groups and I have a yoga WhatsApp group and that group are a very intelligent, literate um group of ladies and they share a lot of stuff and it's got out of hand actually i actually made a decision this morning i wasn't going to look at it today and i haven't because they they keep se- i mean there's lots of funny things which kind of keep your pecker up but there's lots of other things which i just think seriously this is getting out of hand now um because we can't separate the facts from from the stuff that we're just like is this is this true and some of it like the one i sent you yesterday actually one of my friends is um is a consultant so, um, eye surgeon and he sent it but it had come from a different source and you just think that's the bit where i thought enough is enough you know how much of this stuff do we start reading and it's t- it's scary um i'd like to think i have a certain level of intellect and reason um, but i think if you don't have any sort of medical background you're taking everything literally and i think it's dangerous and so i think that's got to stop and so i've made today i i'm gonna do a little bit of social media just to kind of for my own sort of mental health and to keep other people engaged with you know, the reality of what we're all going through at the moment and I've not looked at any news and I will listen to Boris at his news conference later and I will look at the news at 10 um, later on but I'm going to try and not read too much stuff just in circulation because I don't think it's healthy for me
0: I think you're absolutely right one of the one of the disasters is is receiving notifications I've turned a lot of notifications yeah, me too me too because I want to read the news on my terms yeah when I want yeah when it suits me I agree it's not going to change it changes day by day I know but but hour on hour it's not going to change that much i don't need to have a notification every 15 minutes from sky or the bbc or cnn or fox or anybody else
1: and i think the the news is sensationalizing and they're actually adding more stress and i think they've added i think we are drowning in coronavirus news and i think maybe because of that I mean it's a difficult line isn't it how how can you stress the importance of social distancing washing your hands staying at home you know even just going out uh, it's essential that we do all those things without adding the drama to it and so it's a really fine line but are we saturated I don't know it, it is going to get a lot worse before it gets better so mm. I don't know the answer to that. And I do feel, I, do, I am worried. Are I am you, genuinely
0: worried. Are you worried about getting the virus?
1: No, I'm not worried about getting the virus. And you know what? Just because I'm, I'm God, I'm nearly 53. Mm. Um, next week, it's my birthday next week. Oh, you beat um, me. <laughs>
0: yes, I know okay
1: don't rub it in. I Not by much. I do I do I don't worry about getting the virus. I I may well be ill, properly ill from it even though I'm not a smoker and I'm and I'm fit and I'm healthy. Um I may well be very ill. Um but uh, the other day Nick said well maybe I should just get it and be done with it and then I'll be immune. And if we all had that attitude, then we're all going to get it and even more people are going to die. So actually, there are a lot of us, we shouldn't get it. We should stay away and Mm. not get it. Mm. I'm not afraid of getting it. And actually, I say that because I have actually put myself forward to volunteer because I feel like, you know what, as an event florist... And you
0: will be on the front line.
1: Yeah, um, but I feel like I have to do something. I can't just sit back and watch my husband do his job and you know develop a vaccine and me just sit there twiddling my thumbs i it's it's the one time and i don't really feel this often that i feel like my job as a, as a florist is frivolous mm. and i know it's not because i love what i do and mm. i and i add value and beauty to to occasions in life mm. but I feel like I should do something. And as an ex-nurse and an ex-midwife, I feel that probably stronger than most. And so, you know, when I realised that all my weddings were going to be postponed until later this year or a lot of them are next year, I just had this whole expanse of time in front of me. And my husband said to me, you know, what are you going to do? You can volunteer. And I thought, yeah, you're right.
0: That's interesting because where where he is very... Um resilient he's staying at home he's working from home yeah um and he he knows the dangers yeah um because he's working on a vaccine mm. yeah we'll come back to whether mm. he feels confident in a moment yeah. but but he's happy for for I'm not saying he's sending sending you out to the wolves but but he's happy that that, that yeah. you should be doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, yeah. when Angus um, announced that he had um, been made unemployed, um, the first thing Nick said was, well, you can come home and you can volunteer. Um, and my friend that I was walking with yesterday, her, as I say, her, her husband is unwell and is immunosuppressed like your friend. And um, she said when the boys come back, one's travelling, is coming back this week, the other one's um still studying um for his a levels um uh, which clearly aren't going to be taking place now are they um she said they have a they're very fortunate they have space in their house that they can go to one end of the house and they can self isolate and they can go and volunteer because there's no point just sitting around waiting for it all to pass and so i think there are people out there with a sense of kind of civil responsibility and yes. i pro- i clearly fall into that category yeah. i cannot not do anything it's not in my nature to do nothing so you know, I'm having a chat with the local voluntary services um, over the phone this week, and I will do whatever I have to do, even if it's just walking a dog. Mm. Um, but I have a van. So, there are, you know, I, I feel like I should be being made use of.
0: People do say that now is the time to serve, don't they? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now is the time to serve. So what, what, I'm well, up for that. Yeah.
0: Um, isn't it confident?
1: Confident in.
0: Just, you know, do you. Vaccines? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's not gone into. Uh, it's so not actually been in production at the moment, but I mean, he his job is making vaccines and they are successful. Vaccines are crucial, you know, in life. I mean, think of all the vaccines that there have been, you yeah. know, from, you know, smallpox and what have you vaccines are essential yeah. essential and so i i don't know i can't tell you i know you can't tell it. us anything no, about because it because i but, know nothing about but I, it but i just because yeah, he's, bec- yeah of course he's confident it's only
0: because you you live with somebody who is so integral to this yeah. this this speed search for yeah. for treatments and vaccines yeah. god knows the first company that finds this vaccine probably can write their check forever yeah um but i just you know as he as as he goes about his daily tasks whether he walks with a spring in his step to know that you know we can do this
1: i think he looks at he looks on the day to day basis at the news and the spread of it and and worries about the spread of it, because at the moment there isn't a vaccine. And so the sooner they get it out there and they're testing it and they, they find it and it goes into production, which is a long way away. I mean, I know that much. It's a long way away. But the sooner he starts the wheels in motion, which is what he's doing, and he's been working all weekend with his company yeah. um, to, to do this, then the better for, for all of us. But, you know, um, vaccinations are crucial they're absolutely crucial i'm completely and treatments yeah absolutely i think i look at it from the public health perspective and we all have a part to play in this um to contain it and we all have to toe the line so as overwhelming as it might seem We have to. We we all play our part in it. You know. Yes, there are there are bigger heroes. Our NHS staff are are massive heroes at the moment, frontliners. Um. And yes, the um the scientists like my husband who are bringing the vaccine to the fore, they are our heroes. They are. But we all have a a, a, you know responsibility. a, A responsibility. A social responsibility. And do you know what? I just feel i think we should remind uh, that it's really important for me to remind people of that responsibility social yeah. responsibility they don't people i understand people won't want to want volunteer because they put themselves at risk but i'm not afraid yes. i uh, that that's the person i am and it doesn't i'm not judging anyone else because i don't think everyone should necessarily volunteer you'll, but um that's, you'll
0: battle with it if you need yeah, to battle with it
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so uh so yeah Oh, quite a big topic, really, and very unflowery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a flower to be seen.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm, I came here today, and I bought I bought notes on yeah. coronavirus, uh, social isolation, and the impact because I felt like um, that my podcast wasn't just about being a florist. It's about being a human being and yeah. being, you know, an honest, open, heart on my sleeve person. And so, hopefully. I hope we've. Um,
0: Thanks for letting me on your podcast.
1: Well, you're very welcome. I might let you back, another I time.
0: back in time. I'll get back in my voice box now, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be the
1: voice. Shall <laughs> well, we carry on? Shall we talk about something else then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could do, couldn't we? Go on. During what is an isolating and difficult time for many, remember to wash your hands properly, follow advice carefully given by governments wherever you live, and if you wish to contact Lindsay, you can do so through Instagram at the White Horse Flower.